Welcome to the Love Never Fails podcast. My name is Jeremy Squires of St. Peter Baptist Ministries Aurora, and I'm glad you decided to join me on this episode. In life as believers, we have conflict with other human beings. The issue for us as believers is not the conflict itself, but it's how we respond to the conflict. So we're going to take a walk to the scriptures and see how we should respond in the midst of adverse situations with other human beings. In this episode I call, It's Time to Turn the Other Cheek. Please enjoy. Conflicts are common in our life, but how we respond to those conflicts has always been an issue for the believer. Um, and this topic of turning other cheek has always been a point of contention for many believers because we say things like, I'm still a man, I'm human, I'm still a woman, I ain't gonna let nobody take advantage of me. We have all these answers for how we deal with one another in times of conflict. But we need to look at the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as our example. When we look at Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, he is beginning to tell us toward the end of this book, the end of this chapter, how to deal with one another as humans. Jesus comes on the scene and changes our interaction with one another. He's removing again the law of reciprocity. He's removing our whole way of thinking, you do this to me, I do this to you. And he's ushering in something different that would change humanity forevermore. Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 38. Here's Jesus talking. You have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have the cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. You have heard that it said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Now when you hear that, that is nothing like the natural human behavior. We learn from an early age, we teach children from an early age, when they're very young, if somebody hits you, you hit them back. And we carry on this cycle of always having to fight, always having to get the last thing, always having to have the upper hand in our deals with one another. But that is not the example Christ has shown us. We must remember for human behavior, for our behavior as believers, we are not to look at human beings. A human is not our example. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is our example on how to engage one another in the midst of conflict. He opened out his mouth. He said not a mumbling word. He did not divide himself. But for the greater good and the greater cause, he took down so we might have life more abundantly. Look, conflicts happen. And sometimes the things that people say and do, they are very wrong. But we as believers in Christ have to begin to operate in a way that will glorify God. We have to take down. We have to let some things go that God may be glorified. Now, this may seem impossible to you, but it's impossible in our flesh. But guess what? We're dead to sin. 
we learned in the scriptures that we have been delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So in this new place in Christ, we can do all things with your own strength and your own humanity. You're not going to turn the other cheek. You're not going to take wrong. But if we abide according to the spirit of God and surrender ourselves to, to the Lord and his word, then we will be able to do this. We have to remove pride out of the way and begin to walk as God has called us to walk. Let's take a look at Romans chapter 12, verse 17. What And we'll see what Paul says about vengeance and how we interact with one another. Romans 12, 17. It says this. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as lies in you, live peaceably with all men. Dear beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. So he said, don't repay, verse 17, don't repay man evil for evil. Provide, do us right in the sight of God and all men. So men, are, men and women of God are watching us. And so when they're watching us and people that don't know the Lord are watching our interactions. And so when they're watching us, we got to do what's right in the sight of all men. You know, so it may be in the flesh, it may be an example or answer of how we should handle things. But because we're sons of the living God, daughters of the living God, since we are epistles of the Lord, we have to behave a certain way to let our light so shine no matter what is going on. He says this in verse 18. If it be all possible, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. So at some point, I'm going to live peaceably. So I may close my mouth. I may take down. I may let something go that God may be glorified. It is not about me. It's about God getting the glory out of my vessel. We have to stop this cycle of perpetual wrongdoing, this cycle of perpetual evil. You do this to me, I do this to you. This cycle keeps going in our, in our lives. Always got to have vengeance. Always got to have the upper hand. And where's, the, where's love in this thing? Where's forgiveness in this? Where's grace and mercy in the midst in our interactions with one another? This perpetual cycle of evil and vengeance and hurt and pain has caused enough damage in the lives of people. It has shined enough light, dark light against the body of Christ because believers were just as vindictive and vengeful as the man that does not know the Lord. It is time for us to turn the other cheek. There are souls at stake. My pride cannot be at stake. Souls are at stake. So it's time to learn to take the other cheek. It's time for us to take down for the greater good that souls might be saved. All right, let's take another look at 1 Corinthians 6. Now, 1 Corinthians 6, Paul is dealing with the issues of believers in the body of Christ in that church. They were having issues with one another, and they would take them to the outside world for counsel and, and, and even court and stuff like that. So Paul was really dealing with that situation, like, should we be able to do this in-house and deal with these things in-house? And at the end, he said, even take down if it means for the greater good of the body of Christ. And so we have to learn to take down and suffer some things if it means someone could be saved, if it means that God can get the glory. Let's take a look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to start at verse 6. He says this, But brother go to law with brother, and that before unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one 
with another? Why do you rather rather not take wrong? Why do you not rather suffer yourself to be defrauded? Nay, ye do wrong and defraud and that your brother. Listen, we're not talking, if you have serious court issues and things that have to be ironed out in the court system, we're not speaking against those things. But there's some things that happen in our lives sometimes. There's some situations that happen that we could suffer a little bit, that we could take down for the cause of Christ. And that's what Paul was trying to get them to see. I'm not telling you not to handle legal matters and civil matters that have to be handled. You do that according to how God leads you. But in some of our interactions, some of our situations, we have to learn to rather take wrong and suffer some things for God to get the glory. Remember, Christ is our example. Christ did not defend himself. He humbled himself to death on the cross that the whole world might be saved. He is our example. We point to him. We don't point to dad and mom and brothers and sisters, how we always acted. But we look at the true and living God in the flesh as our example. We have to realize that we are dead to the old man. That old nature, that old way of doing things, it is dead. When Christ came on the scene, he taught us how to engage with one another. And when we look at the epistles of what the writings of Paul and, and the other brother, they tell us how to behave with one another. You know, the, the gospels tell us how to get saved, but the epistles tell us how to behave as believers. And we have to lean on the word of God on how to engage one another. What they said wasn't right. What they did wasn't right. Yes, we're not going to nullify that. But what can I do now as a believer to further the cause of Christ? Because I must remember there have been times when I was wrong and when I didn't do the right thing and mercy was responded to me and love was given to me. So we have to remember we should not be rendering evil for evil. Let's take a look at 1 Peter 3 starting at, um, starting at verse 8. He says this, Finally ye, finally be ye all one mind, have compassion one for another, love as brethren, be pitiful and be courteous, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrawise blessing, knowing that ye are there unto call and that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that would love his life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking God. So listen, he said, we're not going to render evil from evil. That's not our position as, as, as believers, to do evil for evil. And he said, railing for railing. That means we're not going to reproach or going to talk back and spread gossip and lies and argue and fuss with one another. That is not what the believer is called to do. That is not our call. He said, but we, we can contrawise. On the contrary, we're going to do something very different. We're going to be blessing knowing that we have inherited blessings. He said that we will love life and see good days. We're going to have to keep our tongue from evil and our lips from speaking God. That's what we got to change. We got to stop backbiting and fighting with one another because God, God has called us to something greater. Y'all, it is time to turn the other cheek. It is time to end this cycle. Y'all, we become like children on the play playground. Someone does something to either a child in the playground, they will fight immediately. They'll take their ball and run. And what we've been doing as believers, we're getting in conflicts and we're taking the love of God and running with it and going home with it. We're taking forgiveness and going home with it. We're not even providing forgiveness and love that we've been giving to one another. And we have to stop taking our love and running with it, taking the grace of God and going another way with it. That is not what Carter has called us to do. When we have to suffer some things, we got to begin to offer up grace.
turn the other cheek. Do something that's contrary to that old man, for he is dead. Don't give him any life. Mortify the deeds of your flesh and walk in the love of Christ. Remember, we've all been on the side and every day we deserve judgment of God for the way we walk and what we've done. But he provides love and mercy and grace despite how we have behaved. Even as believers, we sin. He said, if you sin, you confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us and purify us all unrighteousness. So forgiveness of sins and redemption is always available for the believer. And we have to make that available to other people. Set your pride aside. Set that, 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 that your, your, your arrogance aside. We got to set that aside and walk in meekness. Listen, meekness is a fruit of the spirit. So if we have the Holy Spirit, we can be meek. Meek is not weak. Meek is when you have an opportunity to show your power or avenge yourself. You take down and let some things go that God may be glorified. That is what our Lord and Savior did, and that is what we must do. I hope today that I've said something that encourages you that in that fight, in that situation, that you'll pray about it, but you'll take wrong and take down and turn the other cheek, that God may get the glory in your life. Listen, love, the love of God never fails. If we love with the love of God, his will will be done. Love never fails. Don't make the enemy think that you're losing something by being meek, by taking not taking down, because you are glorifying God, and he will be pleased. It's time to turn the other cheek, y'all. May you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you listen to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, you can pray this prayer and you will be saved. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am a sinner, but you died for me. Jesus Christ, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Congratulations and welcome to the family of God. If you pray that prayer today, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me at loveneverfails.run and let us know that you've made that commitment to Christ. Have a wonderful day.